0: Hey everyone welcome back to three men and their babies three dads three very different scenarios a sultry threesome this week as adam is here with the most beautiful voice you'll ever hear adam benny hello there
1: Ah, oh, there we go there <laughs> oh he my is. god hi
2: <laughs> oh if i was standing up my knees would
1: have just gave way <laughs> i know i know C- calm yourselves ladies yeah. and, and gentlemen
0: there's puddles I, everywhere I on the disagree. floor now me. My top just spontaneously flew off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just stand back from your headphones, everyone. I don't want you all to get pregnant. <laughs> it's, it's bad enough as it is with three, because that's how I ended up with this voice. Obviously, I've been looking after a child with COVID, unknowingly contracted COVID myself, despite all of my lateral flow tests being negative, and I did them every day while I was looking after Daisy. Uh, I lost my sense of taste and smell. So I thought, Ah, you know what? I better just get a PCR just in case. Because that's not really man flu symptoms. And it turns out I did have it. It's just obviously because I was a sensible boy and got vaccinated and boosted, it didn't affect me more than just a bit of a man flu. And it, it was so low, the viral load in me, that I just didn't even show up on the lateral flows. And then, for the past two days, my son's been off school because he's been full of cold. And basically, that combined with the COVID has resulted in me sounding like Barry White has had a baby with a truckload of gravel and giving me this beautiful voice. Now, I'll tell you what, it was very apt tonight because uh, Daisy and I, we always read two stories at bedtime. One is like a story book picture book from the library like one of the big ones and then the other one is like a chapter from a normal book and the story we have from the li- library today was called pigeon pi and it's basically Ooh. a pigeon based child noir detective <sighs> a book and so my voice was perfect to do the voice of pigeon yes. pi <laughs> basically <laughs> just put like a slight american accent on and saying, like, I can't believe my partner stole all those feathers <laughs> from all the budgery guys. This little canary came into my office and tried to get me on a case. <laughs> it, it was great. It and was your perfect. Your best New York accent as well. Your best Brooklyn accent. Yeah, that was yeah, really exactly. good. That was really good. Yeah, it, it's really good. Yeah, not, not so good when I then had to read the storybook, which is about a Welsh teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> that was more difficult to do the accent. Who sings soprano go. in the school choir? Yeah, exactly.
2: I was saying, with the, with this voice, you couldn't make up your best Tom Jones. I'm very disappointed, didn't you?
1: My very best Tom Jones. <laughs> Hello there, ladies. It's me, Feynman Sam's father, Tom Jones. <laughs> now do Norman Price. Norman, no, no, that, <laughs> no, that's Norman's mum. Mom. <laughs> his mum. That, yeah. That's Norman, what you have s- to say to get. You want
2: little that. shit, get back here.
1: Oh, Sam, I can't believe you've done this, Sam. You called me when I was trying to set fire to the school to get attention, because you're my real father. <laughs> that kind of went more Geordie. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> that, that went a bit I liked it, Vic and Bob there.
0: <laughs> I liked it. I always enjoy the... We, <clears throat> when we ever talk about kids' TV shows, and we talked about making up our own games last week when we play games with the kids. We mm. all have this idea of the actual, the real background lore to some of these kids' cartoons oh that we watch. God. And there's one that George used to watch called Sophia the First, which <laughs> did actually caught some kind of controversy because Sophia was meant to be the first Latina Disney princess. And they just made yeah. a, a young... They just made a white girl. And, it, and I remember the huge hullabaloo of it coming out. And then, you know, obviously people from Latin communities saying, this is the Latina princess that you've promised us. This isn't, uh, this is nothing like, you know, this is not a Latina princess. It was just a white girl. But in the show, Sophia and her mum were kind of down and out on their luck, because it's kind of basically set in medieval England, so it's lots of peasants and, you know, going to the local market oh, to buy... That, that famous bastion of Latin princesses in well, medieval it was, England. it was basically set in medieval <coughs> times, but, you know, whether it was yeah. obviously not meant to be England, it was meant to be, I guess, somewhere Latin, but... Ye olde Latin. Yeah, ye yeah. olde latin They never mentioned Sophia's dad, who wasn't in the show. Her mum... Just ended up marrying the king. So me and Sarah come up with oh. this background law that basically the king had <laughs> Sophia's mum's, uh, Sophia's dad killed, so he could bang <laughs> them up. He just whisked them away like one Hamlet. night oh my God. and had him killed. But they never mentioned is the it, dad or like he Hamlet was. or something. Yeah, it's,
1: it's just like Hamlet. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's basically Hamlet. Yeah. So yeah, there was that. I I had a similar one for Bing the Rabbit. Now Bing, which is probably a bit beyond what. Georgie used to watch. Uh, that show was basically... that There were, like, toddler animals being a rabbit. And each one of them was looked after by, like, a grandparent or aunt, but that was a soft toy. So it was almost like the soft toy was the, the guardian, but from the kids' eyes, because they play with their parent or guardian grandparent... They visualize them as a soft toy, but in this world they are actual physical soft toys, and so my point of view was this is some like kind of weird dystopian hellscape, and these <laughs> these animals, these living beings, are being brought up by these creations, these synthetic beings that are molded into the shapes that are most appealing to them, so they don't freak out and go, "Oh my God, there's some like kind of weird squid monster." looking after me so it's it's like some kind of weird dystopian breeding ground for elephants panda bears and rabbits (laughs) and i can't watch bing anymore because that's all i have (laughs) in my head is that his his carer his guardian flop isn't his granddad it is actually some kind of synthetic being that's only got the worst in mind like, maybe he's breeding them for food or something. I don't know. But it's it's not a good reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's one called... I don't know if you have saw this, but there's one called Max and Ruby, which was a Canadian kids' TV show, and it was centred around two cartoon rabbits called Max and Ruby, and they were brother and sister. Ruby was the older sister who would always try and look after Max, and she would never listen to him. I guess, Adam, you can obviously... Having... Yeah. Uh, Children who have siblings, you can obviously relate to this, but the older child, Ruby, would never listen to the younger child, Max, even when he was trying to help, or maybe he couldn't get his words out properly. But you never, ever saw their parents. There was no pictures of their parents around the house. So the dark law became that Max... and So they would sometimes get visited by their grandmother, and that was it. That was the only adult kind of in the show. And the dark law was that their parents were killed... So obviously they then had to fend for themselves until the grandmother came along and took them under her wing. There's plenty of shockingly dark, kind of kids yeah. TV shows it's, out there. When you look it's behind, it's like
1: it. why, why in Peppa Pig are oh, they still humans? But the yes. only humans are the Queen mm, yeah. and Santa.
0: I was thinking, I was sort of What's like, um, oh god, uh, Hey Arnold! There was like weird kind of there was a boy in Hey Arnold who clearly had a learning disability. And nobody kind mm. of, sort of took note of it. There was also there yeah. was also a Jewish boy in Arnold's class, and he there was kind of like I'm not going to say anti-Semitic, but you know <laughs> things that just wouldn't fly today around yeah. this Jewish kid yeah, and stuff. Never get away of it today. Yeah, and you just think, oh my god, like we we were watching these cartoons. And hey Arnold, like,
2: Arnold's dad wasn't Arnold's dad shaped like a cock and balls, whatever they
1: made no, that. No, no, Arnold's parents were dead or missing uh, in a, in a jungle and effectively uh, dead, and he was actually looked after by his granddad and uh, is grandma. He a,
2: a, cock, a cock and balls.
1: Yeah, he he was very. Ah, angry. There you go. But <laughs> I I think actually, Fever dream of Hey Arnold's was was quite <laughs> a clever show in in the way that it approached kind of. Stuff like that, like adult themes. Ooh. Like Helga Pataki, the, the, the girl who fancied Hey arnold but bullied him, she had a really like estranged relationship with her dad and tried to do stuff to kind of fix that relationship and yeah. make her dad proud of her, but that failed. And I thought that that was quite an interesting, kind of mature topic to present, that actually people can be like that, you know, negative to you, but actually, there's there's reasons for that. That that kind of those home issues can go some way to explaining a child's emotional state and the reason why they react in a particular way. And you know, it dealt with other things like I think there was an episode where they dealt with like a veteran who had some kind of war trauma. Oh,
0: that and rings a there bell. there's a
1: guy I think who killed himself.
0: That rings. And as well, yeah. Yeah,
1: gross. lot of respect. I miss these episodes
2: on.
0: of Hey Arnold.
1: <laughs> Man, they they need to re-show it. They need to put it on like Disney Plus mm. or something. I'm surprised. They I, w- I would watch it.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Hey Arnold was great. Normally, I don't ask you boys to do much for this show. Just you know, if anything happens with the kiddies just, during the week, just show up. Yeah, just show up. Talk about your kids and you know the week you've had, all that kind of thing. I did throw you some homework this week from a a topic that I thought was very, very interesting. And I wanted to talk about, even though we're parents, we are, of course, somebody's children, stating the obvious, and how our parents have influenced us can lead us to influencing our children. However, there are things that, obviously, we can't influence, things that are just passed down to us that we seem to have that our parents had before us, and they've just given us that personality trait, and there's nothing we can do to try and move it or get rid of it. So my question to you boys was, I wanted you to think about if you've inherited or the main inherited negative personality traits from your parents. And I got my, as soon as I thought of the question, I had my two immediately. One from my dad, one from my mom. Got them immediately. Which one, of, which one of you boys wants to go first with the, uh, with the negative trait inherited from your parents?
2: Um, I'll go first. So Adam, can rest his sexy, sexy voice. Thank okay, you. <laughs> that's all right. You're well. You're welcome. So, um, mine's very simple, actually, and it comes from both my parents. Because I'm guessing one of the reasons why their marriages last so long is that they're, they're very similar um, people. But the the negative thing that I've got from my parents and Blossom always spots it in me is that um, my dad is. Tight as a fucking asshole, and that's been passed down to me. Just so, so much of the fact where like I struggle to enjoy myself or like struggle to um, do things that for me, if you know what I mean. So, like, take for example in um, uh, October, I had uh, sold a shit ton of cars in September because obviously in the in the car dealership uh, industry, that's like one of the busiest months of the year. So, I'd sold. The shit ton of cards made nearly two thousand pound in commission, and I was at the point where right, I'm finally at the stage now where, oh, you know what? If I can find a PlayStation Five on any website, because that's at the point. Well, there might still be now where are diamond dust to get hold of. You know, I'll treat myself to one, and then suddenly one comes on. I think it was um, Studio. I got mine from eventually, and it was just sitting there in my in my basket for a good. Twenty minutes while I'm just staring at it, saying, "Well, should I do this? It's a lot of money. Surely, surely I shouldn't spend this money. It's it's bad of me to spend this money that I earned myself by working hard and being good at my job. (laughs) Like, it's 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 a terrible thing to do to spend money on myself and try and do something that will make me slightly happier in the long run. Um, And you know, finally, I caved after Blossom gave me a slap and said." Um, Benny you've earned this money you've done really well You're Like treat yourself please I want you to and eventually I caved and now it's sitting here next to me all pretty and precious and just my little baby but that's pretty much it yeah I said my my dad's the same like he my granddad always takes the piss out of him like when we go out for dinner like uh, you yeah, know it's a sort, just a standard sort of jokes. it's like oh I think I'm off just escaped escape from your wallet Paul or uh, you yeah, uh, know oh are you actually going to get around this time Paul you know that sort of thing <laughs> But, and to be fair, you know, I'm similar in kind of, I I do try to pay my way, especially when we go out, but yeah, I hate spent I hate spending money. I'm so fucking tired. I bought, I had, I don't know how I bought a house. I don't know how I've got a mortgage. It's like, oh, there's money coming out of my account every month. Oh, I've got to pay for, got to pay for gas. Oh, no, turn that heating down. No, that's, that's an extra, that's an extra pound we just spent there. It's a bloody good thing I like, haven't got one of those, um, smart meters that tells you like your, um... How much energy you're using, like at one particular second? Because I would be
0: obsessing over that all the time. You'd be staring at that, it. You'd be logging yeah. in from like work exactly, on your yeah. phone, looking at it, getting the app. You
2: know what I'd do? I'd get the I'll get an extra baby monitor camera and just have it set up.
0: <laughs> yeah, so up over there. And
2: just so just just keep yeah at night time, just flick between. So Frey asleep. That's good.
0: Oh oh no, we're spending an extra one penny on instantly on the thing. Oh dear. Okay, so I'm am su- I'm, su- yeah, I'm quite surprised. I would never. Have- Adam, would you have ever guessed that about Benny? Because I wouldn't. I'm really surprised. I never thought that.
1: I I think yeah, but only because ben- Benny is at that stage now where he's got that sensible dad element. Yeah, that's true. Where that's true. he he sees a potential purchase that makes him happy and thinks, well, how many nappies would that get me? <laughs> how, how many like onesies or body suits? Oh, you know, how many packs of baby wipes <laughs> exactly. all together? That's a lot of baby wipes. That's like 500 baby wipes, that PlayStation. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a sensible thing. And that's a big phase I went through with all of my kids. He's like sitting and going, oh, you know what? I, I can't get that. I can't get like that that chocolate bar I want Because I could actually just get like some bears. For my child and bring them home for the child. <laughs> it <did. laughs> it's he it, it got to that level of ridiculousness. So yeah, uh, I I think that that's a good thing, Benny. Keep yeah. it another, another
2: thing, another thing as well is that um, I mentioned a few weeks ago on a podcast is that Blossom and I are now starting like wedding planning, and just the the fact that Christ at some point I'm going to have to drop what fifteen G's, ten to fifteen G's at some point on some sort of wedding. To that we can like we can celebrate with all our friends is it shakes me to my core.
1: Well, Maybe I mean you don't, don't. have to, <laughs> you know. Coming from the divorced guy, don't. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, Blossom said. Coming from the still Blossom married
0: guy.
2: do When, when Blossom said like, during all the lockdowns, when we had, when I had to, when I bought a car, and we bought a house, and <coughs> we had a baby, we should have just got married there and then, just like. Gone yeah. to the registrars, like five people with us, and just Dude, got
1: it done. In all honesty, if that's what would make both of you happy and you'd be happy to do it, do that. Because the the, we- the wedding ceremony is, isn't for anyone else. It's yeah, yeah. just for you guys. Exactly. And if that's all you'd be happy with, then do that. You, it, it's one of those things, like like with raising a kid, or buying a house or doing your garden it's like keeping up with the joneses it's like Mm -hmm. what what are my neighbors doing what are the people that i know doing what will people think of me if i do this particular thing and to be honest your wedding is i mean i'm divorced but even i would say a wedding is still very important to your relationship Mm -hmm. going forward you should never have any regrets over it and one of those regrets should not be the amount of money that you pissed up on the wall. Yeah. Okay <laughs> before the wedding.
2: Yeah. To be fair, we got we got went um to my old place of work over in uh, in uh Wyndham last Wednesday for uh, a, a wedding show round and just to get like a quote of how much we're looking at. And actually it's not as much as we as, as I thought it was gonna be, so that made me feel a little bit better. Still a lot of money, but not like as outrageous as I was expecting. Well like the she quoted me, I thought I'd get after I um, reminded them that I gave them the best three years of my life five <laughs> years ago and then I'd be able to <laughs> knock them down to that price. So I lost I lost
0: my room for negotiation there, unfortunately. Yeah, if Adam's right. If if you and Blossom decide on the spur of a moment, oh let's just do it now. Let's just go just a classic let's just say the cliche. Let's just go to Gretna Green and get married. If that makes you happy in that moment, then do it. It doesn't matter what what anyone else eh? thinks. It, It really doesn't matter. It's The wedding, people have gotten away from the fact that the wedding should be about you marrying your wife or your husband. It's got really nothing to do with anyone else. And like Adam says, people just, I think, have done it now because that's what their friends did. So they think they have to do that and spend all the money. But if you think in the end, actually, it's not worth it, you know, we still love each other. I, st- I said to Sarah the same at the same, you know, when we got married. I, I don't care where we get married. I, I don't care if we go to the restaurant office. I just want to be your husband. That's it. I don't, I don't care about anything else. Yeah, we had a great day and it was fun and nice and good memories, but it, it doesn't define our marriage. You know, it's it's all the stuff after that. Think of other people that have, Christ, like all these celebrities that you know they spend like half a million quid on a marriage and then they get divorced a year later. You know, it's mm. marriage comes after. You know, the wedding's yeah. kind of
1: for other people. Ultimately, all you're doing is making it legally more complex to split up. Yeah. That, that's what the marriage is, ultimately. <laughs> and that's why you're saying, actually, we're not going to split up, because look how difficult and expensive <laughs> it is now. So, to <laughs> celebrate that fact, we're going to keep a chunk of this wedding money that we would have spent, and we'll just do something nice with it. Yeah. like dude, for, for the amount of a wedding, you, like you could literally put a deposit down on another house. Mm. You know, it's that expensive these days. And I can only imagine, I mean, I was 2014 when I got married. So I can only imagine it's more expensive now. Yeah, it especially must with be. Brexit. It must be.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, as well, yeah. Benny, is if you decide to do that, your true, real friends will be happy for you no matter what you do. They won't care if they didn't go yeah. to a wedding. They'll just be happy that you're married exactly. and they'll be happy for you.
1: We'll be turning up wherever. True. You, you exactly. just tell us when and where exactly, we'll be yeah. turning up.
0: We'll You'll just lock there. up in jeans and a t-shirt. We don't care. We're fine. C- can I derail the conversation slightly?
1: No.
2: Because I've, I've always wondered this. Cause it must be because I'm a young'un and I don't understand. But why do people go to Green to get married? What's the significance behind it? You guys are old, you've you've lived you've lived a
0: life, you probably know the answer to these things. As far as I know, Gretna Green is you can get married younger than other places. That was what I always thought Oh, uh, okay. Was I think you can be oh, Was it seventeen? are
1: going gonna or, have to look it up, aren't we? Sixteen or something.
2: I, I <laughs> I, you can have a statue, statutory wedding. Yeah. So the only significance I have to it is that someone a couple got married there on Hollyoaks and a car exploded and someone got hit and the tyre crushed someone. That's my only like recollection of Gretna Green. she was a bitch so it was good
1: yeah there you Uh, go Yeah, in the middle of the 18th century couples had to reach the age of 21 before they could marry without their parents consent but not in Gretna Green they could get married younger Mm. there you go basically yeah yeah, you can marry on the spot only requiring two witnesses and just the couple saying yeah we can get married and literally that's it
0: and that's why they call Gretna Green the Las Vegas of Great Britain so that's, yes. that's why. There you go. Yeah. Uh, any negative traits from your mother, Benny, or is she too pure to have any negative traits that you think you've got?
2: I mean, if if, if anything, um, Mama Benny the same, just not to like a, <laughs> not to a, such an extreme degree. Like she, she like is a sort of like, well, you know, you you can treat. It is all right for you to treat yourself, but yeah, no, she is. She's too pure for as well. We must uh, protect her at all costs. <laughs>
1: all right go on ads what have you got for me the main one and it's it's a a kind of a positive and a negative is the the level of independence and just kind of how comfortable i am being on my own (laughs) it's it's good at times because i don't necessarily like enjoy big like social gatherings or social events i'm a bit more of a reclutin like introvert in that sense. But, like, I can be quite extroverted, as you know, when I'm in that type of gathering. It's just as I've got older, I prefer to be a bit more introverted. But that that stems from, you know, my mum being like that. And because of, you know, her being a single mum and having to work and to keep a roof above our heads and feed us, uh, naturally, I did... For a portion of, of my childhood, spent time on my own. I mean, years ago, I th- I'm sure we're past the statute of limitations, but, like, during the summer holidays, my mum had to work, so I was just left at home. Not, like, as a tiny child, but probably from, like, nine, eight or nine years old, for a good, good chunk, so... I just got used to being able to entertain myself, which was much more difficult in the pre-internet, pre-DVD days. <laughs> it was pretty much and Mega Drive and a lot of Jackie Chan videos that, that got me through many a summer holiday. And that that's good in a way because now, like the situation I'm in now where I am a, a single dad, I, and I only see my kids for like half the time, is those times when I don't see them, I find that easy, easier to deal with than maybe someone else could. Certainly now, less so when it was just fresh. Uh, but also that, that's a bit negative Because then I'm not putting myself forward For those social things And trying to make new friends And improve myself In that regard And I can come across as a bit of a, a Miserable bugger In the the words of my ex-father-in-law A miserable sod <laughs> Just because sometimes In social gatherings I get a bit overwhelmed and And yeah. don't necessarily like them so, yeah, it's, they're the kind of positive and negative, really. And I suppose to answer the other part, like, I'd be quite happy for my kids to have a level of that in them. You know, if I wanted to pass down a trait from me, it was that ability to be independent to a degree, like, not to the degree where they just become like, actually, I'm going to be completely introverted. Mm. But that ability to spend time by yourself and not be bored with your own company,
2: yeah,
1: it's an important thing, especially as more and more communication and relationships evolve digitally, and with social media being such a thing where, you know, you are spending time on your own but interacting with people. Mm. I think I think that's an important thing. Don't know what I, you guys was... think.
2: I was in a similar boat to that, and um, just before I met Blossom, there, where like I, I thought, like I was like happy and comfortable, like being on my own, being independent, like that. And then I don't know what it was. It was when I was living um, in Norwich with um, Craig and Calvin. Chatters if they listened to this, um, they both met partners at the time. Like um, Calvin had had Liz, Craig just met his partner Ella, and there was just me. And then I, I think I might have had like a a week off work, and this was bef- just before. Um, I met up with you guys uh, at Master's place, and I said to you, like, "I dropped a bombshell." I was like, "Oh, I am on dating sites, whatever." But like the the month before that, I was just, just sitting there, like in my in my room by myself, and it like there was just this, like sudden realization that I was actually quite lonely, and then that yeah. was like the trigger which made me feel like, oh, actually, I need to like go out and meet people and do that. But yeah, I said I, th- I thought I was there, and then suddenly like I just realized that no, this isn't right. But there you go.
1: It is difficult, I agree. You know you. Are in a situation sometimes where even if you did feel lonely, you can't do much about it, right. <laughs> because you've kind of made of a rod for your own back, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a positive and a negative, because if you ever are ever on your own, you need to be able to deal with yourself.
2: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. There's nothing. There is nothing worse than people who are not not nothing worse than it's terrible, but like it's quite sad that you know there are people out there who are just in a relationship because they can't stand to be by themselves and it's really mm. sad and i know people i know people like that that they just have to be with somebody because yeah. they are terrified for some reason of saying i am single and i'm fine with that for the time being or even if you know even yeah. for however long it is and i think it's really i don't know this yeah it's like a crazy pressure that like you that you have to be with somebody even if it's the wrong person sometimes it's very it's very I don't, peculiar I don't, know if I,
2: I don't know if i'm like that like um I've, I've been with blossom five years this year on the first of march it'd be five years um since we got together and i don't know if i can go back to how I was before i met her because i i am I'm, I'm genuinely terrified of like what would happen if uh
0: if that was to happen you would just adjust wouldn't you do you like I hope so we're... <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy sat on this with us no that's, that's done it and lived it. And he, yeah.
1: Like, Twice. <laughs> you, yeah. You, do, you cope. You, you cope would, with you it. You adjust. It, it's shit yeah. at times. But yeah, of course of course you adjust. As, you know, especially you've got a kid. I'd, and... I'd move up
2: I'd move up to Lincoln. Me and Adam would have a lad's house. Oh, lad's house, lad's. <laughs>
1: yes, lad's house, <have> lad's. <laughs>
2: <old.
1: laughs> <laughs> but do uh, I, I think, if and I'll be, I know I'm bringing the tone down with this kind of in a more sad tone but i think if it wasn't for my kids i probably would have topped myself after a breakup because i remember being so despondent especially after Mm. my marriage broke up and at times the only thing that got me through that was the fact like shit i can't leave my kids without a dad that would be pretty shit thing for me to do. And so just guilt trips myself <laughs> into living, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm past that and it's fine. But God, there, there are times when you just realize, man, all I'm living for is my kids. And as a dad, that's particularly fine. But I can see why there are a lot of men who maybe don't have that. As an option, and because men are more solitary people than women, I I think that if there is a breakup to a relationship and that contact has gone, I can understand why people would go down that route because of that despondency and that despair of going, fuck, how am I ever going to recover from this? How am I ever going to have anyone again? And also not having that support network in place even if it is just a family member who depends on you and therefore you get through it. So, yeah, it's no surprise to me that the the suicide rates for men are higher than they are for women.
0: Yeah, completely. Do you know what? Like, You don't have to apologize for bringing this subject up at all because we have to talk about things like this because it's part of life and it's part of parenting and it's that whole situation. And there'll be... There'll be single dads listening to this. And I think you have to discuss these things in an open forum. And I think I've said before that, you know, part of the reason for doing this show is that I think it's important to get kind of different sides of the parenting kind of handbook out there. And that is one of them, in that, yeah, it is that kind of like, like I've said to Benny plenty of times when before you had Freya, you need to remember that for. A couple of years or so, you're just not going to matter to people, and they're not going to ask how you're feeling. They're not going to ask how you are. They're not going to ask how you're doing. How's work? It's just going to be how's the baby? How's the baby? How's mum? How's the baby? And you have to get used to that. And it is that kind of thing that the the kind of the male side of having a baby is that you have to understand just for the time being, you are going to be pushed to the side, and you got to get used to that just for a little bit. And like you say, the the once you split up from somebody there is that because of the way guys are wired there is that kind of despair factor and I think it's something that men especially will do or sorry that men should especially do is that they should just ring their mates just for a chat and men don't do that and now and you guys know this is sometimes I will just message you guys and say just checking in lads how you doing how's everyone getting Mm. on and I'll just do it Just because just cause I just want you to know, hey, I am thinking about you. Don't worry. I got my own I th- I life. I think and- that's the
1: thing. Our, our friend group is... I hate to I hate to see a positive from it, but for those of you who don't know, you don't listen, we, we lost a very close friend to all of us within our direct friend group to suicide. And that, I think, has brought the best out in, in us. For sure, in that consideration of everyone's in the group's mm. like mental health and well-being, uh, as, as it's want to do uh, and right to do, really, you know that as as morbid as it is, there is a silver lining to something like that happening because it does make you realise actually what the the after effects of such an event are, mm. and the people around you who care for you and you care for. Because it does make you think, well, God, what if this happens to someone else? I don't want it to. Let, let's contact them and just make sure they know they're not alone, like you said.
0: Yeah, just check in. Just checking in on you. How are you doing? That's all you need. I'm just checking in on you. And then we have to get better at saying, you know what? I'm really fucking pissed off. I'm in a mood. I'm fucking upset. Even... And, I think the issue sometimes is that we feel as though, well, this is the issue a lot of the time, is that we feel it's wrong to complain about certain things and it's not wrong to ever complain about anything. If you're having a bad day, you're having a fucking bad day. Just, you know, if you can, talk to somebody, ring them and say, yeah, this happened to me and I'm really annoyed. The baby's not stopped crying for five hours and it's stressing me out and I can't deal with it because it's horrible, you know, stuff. But you think, oh, I'm not supposed to say anything like that. I'm not supposed to... And that's why, I'm, that's why I've said to people before is that I have been completely honest. And there was a couple of times, and I was so tired and so burnt out, I just went upstairs and screamed into a pillow for five minutes, yeah, just like mm. with tears in my eyes because I was so tired. Like when George had colic, it was you know the, probably the, one of the worst times of my life. But there's nothing wrong. I don't. There shouldn't be anything wrong with admitting that as a as a man, you know. No. But yeah, yeah. Don't apologize for bringing it up, mate. You should bring it up. And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, that you live for your kids. That's a that's a commendable thing, dude. It's really good. And like we've said before, you know, you like to uh, show off on Facebook how good a father you are. So there's also that as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm shit hot dad. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I've, I've got to keep the standards up.
0: <laughs> I, so I don't know exactly about your relationship with your dad, Adam. So do you know if you've inherited anything from him?
1: Oh, man, I, I could open up a can of worms with this. Do we want to get into it? <laughs> mate, it's right. It's entirely up to you. Okay, here we go.
2: You go as far as you want to go, mate. Yeah, you go as okay. far as you want
1: to go. Uh, my, my my parents separated when I was very young. I was like two, and I had very limited contact with my dad because uh, of a combination of my mum being quite adamant for whatever reason, I, I don't know the full ins and outs of it, because obviously I was two. I don't remember anything about their relationship. Uh, but he wasn't, by all accounts to my mum, who's obviously very biased, he wasn't a nice person to her, and lo- lots of other stuff. They, they separated, and he either chose to or was not allowed access to me. So I never really knew him. I... I still I spent a lot of time with that side of the family like his mum my gran I used to see every weekend I used to stay over there every Saturday and so on occasion he would be there with his new family when I was and he's had kids since then he's had uh, a girl and two boys and a sister and or half sister and two half brothers Uh, and that that's whole side of the family I don't really know now I can't say what kind of positive or negative traits I have apart from a weird confusion at the moment because a couple of weeks ago my sister got in touch with me to say he's got potentially fatal cancer, which means he's going to probably die at some point this year. And I'm a bit, ooh, (laughs) okay, how do I feel about this? Yeah, and this is something that's been playing on my mind for a little while. Actually, this is why I said I could get into it because it kind of it does divert off this main topic. But as a child who never really had a father figure, to know that the the person who you've always been brought up to see quite negatively through that bias that my mum had towards him, uh, I've I've not really cared about him to any degree as like a relative or anything like that. And I've not been fussed if, you know, he's been poorly or anything like that. If I've ever found out he's been going through a tough time. It means nothing to me because I don't know him as an individual. When it was my grand's funeral, obviously he was there. And I gave him a big hug. And that's the first time I've hugged him since probably I was two. Mm. Uh, because his mum had died. That that's a horrible situation for anyone to be through. So I gave him a hug. Told him to take care, and just walked off.
2: You did, anyway, think, wouldn't you? It didn't matter. Exa- if he's your exa-
1: father. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but I think I did throw him. But this aspect make because I'm of an age now where my older relatives will start fading, you know, and including my parents at some point. You know, my mum's had a heart attack. My it, she she gets unwell at times. They're they're older people. They're in the 60s, 70s. So there will be a point at some point over the next decade or so where they do pass away. And it's made me realize that. Like, my, my dad could go, and any potential thought of developing a relationship, which has always played in my mind, that that's gone then. And it's left me feeling very strange, and I don't know how other people in a situation would feel about that. I've got no context for this at all. Like, no, none of my f- friends like you guys haven't really been in that situation. Or, like, obviously my kids haven't, so I can't see it from their point of view.
0: Hang- okay, dad. I can <laughs> say right now, there is yeah. absolutely somebody in our friend group that you should ring and have a chat with, and that's Rick. Okay. Okay. Because he went through exactly the same thing. Did he?
1: Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Rick's the same. He doesn't really... He doesn't talk about his dad at all. Um, But that was the same. He'd kind of had some relationship with his dad later on in life, and then his dad just disappeared again. And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. I won't go into it. That's Rick's business to discuss. But yeah, if you want to talk to somebody, mate, yeah, absolutely discuss this kind of thing with Rick, because he will know for sure. My, My thing my thing with this is, and this is like a stance I've always taken with anything to do with family and friends is being family does not get you a free pass to anything. I don't care who you yeah. are. Um I have people very close to me who I know who will still make an effort with their family, even though their family are horrible to them. And I don't understand why that's, you don't get a free pass because you're related to me. I'm sorry. If you don't make the effort with me, I am not making the effort with you. It's as simple as that. I don't care who you yeah. are it's it can be anybody. I'm not expecting flowers every day or blah 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 but if you don't talk to me for six months or a year, well, I'm not picking up the phone because <laughs> I'm not if you're not making the effort I'm not making the effort. It's as simple as that. It's different maybe for you because it's your dad and everything and maybe you've you know again that's how you feel that's fine I'm not trying to tell you how to. You know, deal with that or anything but in that situation i wouldn't think anything of it because like i said you know you've had all this time and even now as an adult yeah i think yeah i would be thinking and again it's tough because i don't know the history but you know that was it basically the tldr is for me just because your family
1: doesn't really mean anything to me no th- this is it it's like i say it's, it's a weird situation because you know i i never had that relationship with him so why would i then suddenly bring it in but there is still a part of me that you know wants a dad <laughs> and uh, you know there's still that kid in me that thinks oh wouldn't having a dad be great because hmm. you you always like even now you look at people with like their relationships with their dad as adults and you think, oh, that, that's nice. That's lovely. Shame I don't have that. And then I've got that that option to, even if it's for a little bit, and just kind of fix it. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, I won't go, do, do it, anything. Yeah. That's the thing. I just won't do anything, and then it'll die, and that'll be it. I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's my <laughs> usual way of coping with these things. Is the ultimate. Just, just wait until I don't need yeah. to think about it anymore. The ultimate push it to the back burner and sort it out
0: later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I wait long enough, I'll never have to fix this problem. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but well, there you go. Though you see, you've answered your own question already. If you want to do something about it, mate, just get in touch. There's, you know, nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping yeah. you. And if it goes, if it goes sideways, then you think, well, I tried. But then, the, the thing would be is that you you couldn't then afterwards say i wish i'd made the effort if you never make the effort you had the chance to make the effort and you didn't so yeah. you can't then be like oh i should have made the effort well no you can't get upset now you can't expect exactly. sympathy now because you've not made the too effort little, yourself so yeah, yeah you can't leave it too late so yeah if you want to get in touch mate just pick up the phone and see you know see what goes on
1: you never know Nah, i'm, I'm all right if, if i'm honest <laughs> yeah. i'm all right well, there you go then there you go see? this is it I'm, i know i'm like i'm happy to talk about it, but i I don't think I would ever be happy like establishing a relationship at this point. It's just it's too much stuff to deal with. It's too much emotional baggage and and shit to go through. I haven't got a therapist to hand. Yeah, yeah fair point. <laughs> in therapy is expensive in this day and mm. age. All
0: right. I guess I'll get onto mine then. Um I think mine might surprise you both because these are 2 I've inherited two really big traits from my parents, one from each that were very, very prevalent in my teenage years and I have worked incredibly, incredibly hard to either push those feelings away or completely deny their existence in a classic <laughs> that no, this doesn't happen, no, 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 yeah. this isn't real Um, Bury those so emotions should... deep inside Oh yes, yes, bury them so far you'll, down you'll
2: have, you'll have like an explosion, like what happened when um, Flanders' house got blown down by a tornado, or like blown over by a tornado <laughs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> The, in
0: a institution. the first one is I inherited jealousy off my mum. And when I was a teenager, probably because I had no self-confidence, probably. I can imagine that's probably why. If I had a girlfriend, if she was even talking to a boy, if you'd have looked under the color green in the dictionary, <laughs> it would have been a picture of my face <laughs> because I just used to be so envious and so jealous of damn near everybody i i don't quite know why but my mum was inc- an incredibly jealous person incredibly jealous it took a few sort of harsh life lessons from girls basically saying you're acting like a complete dickhead why are you doing this And then me not understanding what they were talking about, because obviously, you know, I'm not wrong. I'm right all the time. You know, you're the one who's wrong. And then this happening two, three, four, five, six, seven times until I started to think, oh, hang on a minute. Maybe I should not act like this because it's really horrible to see. And there's definitely part of that that is self-confidence because, you know, I was a how does Steinbrenner describe Babe Ruth? He was a fat little man with skinny girl arms. That was the best <laughs> way he described <laughs> Babe Ruth in Seinfeld. And that was basically how I saw myself. And I, I think I thought of it as, oh, well, of course she's talking to him. Look at his hair. Of course she's talking to him. He's got more money than me. Instead of just me fucking doing something about it, you know, hey, Daniel, maybe try and go fucking on a Stairmaster for 10 minutes or something like that. And then you won't feel like that no, it was never my fault it was always the girl's fault why is she talking to him and it, it could be like something so innocuous as well but yeah jealousy was a was a huge thing and I've that one I can say I have completely completely it's completely disappeared from my body like totally um because I think and maybe it's an age thing I don't know maybe because i'm I'm kind of comfortable in life or I'm not sure but Kind of a humble brag, but and Sarah's going to kill me for saying this. But there have been plenty of guys that have since me and Sarah have been together that have made overtures towards her or tried it on or so. And I just don't care. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, say whatever you want. I'm totally comfortable. Yeah, uh, she's taken. I'm totally (laughs) comfortable in this. Yeah, damaged goods now. Just yeah, (laughs) yeah, you can take her. I've already ruined her, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I've broken her down completely, so don't worry about it physically and mentally. yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's why. Even like you know, material possessions, or I can because gar- case in point, about Benny mentioned the PS5 before. Case in point, if this was me twenty, ish years ago, and you both had PS5s, I would be fucking seething that you had them and I didn't. <laughs> I'd be so annoyed, so annoyed. And I'm still not bothered by getting one. I just I'm like, yeah, nah, good. We, like, yeah, we yeah. know you're secretly jealous. That's why I, <laughs> yeah. I got them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get that jealousy of his back out. Yeah. You'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait we, to we don't actually tears. play them. Which
2: is <laughs> <laughs> you just look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ha ha ha. It's, it seems that way.
1: <laughs> that, that's <laughs> just
2: a, mine's a, mine's a very expensive paperweight at the minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to blame your child for that one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: See, <laughs> but anyone, if you want, so you to if you weren't so good at your job, yeah. you couldn't even afford one, Benny. So that's your fault for being really good. And then... Oh, God, why am I leaving? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: great. Now we've got an existential crisis. Oh Fantastic. God, oh no.
0: And then the one I got from my dad is pure, unadulterated rage, which, again, may surprise you. I don't know. I don't know if I ever, if I've ever shown that part of myself or if you've ever seen that side of me. I'm going to say in my head, oh, maybe I've never they've never seen that side of me, but maybe I've done something before and you've gone, oh, yeah, I can see you being completely full of anger and hatred. <laughs> my dad is just a regular guy, loves working in his workshop, but you put my dad in a car and he's the kind of guy who will get out of his car at a junction to scream at somebody in the street for driving the way they're <laughs> oh, driving. No, one of
1: those.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I absolutely, I've absolutely got that off him. When you come to my house, Adam, you will see the, you know, the cupboard under the stairs where we keep our shoes. Yeah, there is a hole uh, in the door on the inside <laughs> of the door. When I punched a hole in it about seven or eight months ago, when I drilled through a electricity cable in the kitchen. Knocked out the electrics. That's the last time I got kind of, you know, lid blown off full on rage that I I punched a hole in the door. I've said to Sarah and Georgia that, you know, I, I very, very, very much doubt you'll ever see me angry and you'll probably never hear me shout. When I get like that, it is that kind of something is getting destroyed quickly. <laughs> yeah, And, you know, it's usually a door or a cup or something like that and it's i can't remember the last time I. to be fair i can't remember the last time i was that angry before that probably god i couldn't i couldn't even guess i couldn't even guess when it was because i just i tried to be like a bob ross i think in that i spent so long being angry and annoyed and shouting all the time that now i just don't want to do that anymore but yeah when i was same when i was when i was younger proper full on you know would get into fights every weekend would act like a complete dickhead just start on people for no reason. I was like fucking Begbie. Just anybody who looked at me funny. It's like right. It's just kicking off. I'm not having this. It's just like <laughs> nothing's happening. What's happening? Like, what are you even doing? Th- those are my two jealousy and rage. Yeah. Two of the best ones. I've to that
1: that one does surprise me because I've never like clashed you as someone who could flip off the handle like that. Yeah, but it's very very without being a witness to it. You're never going to think that of someone, are you?
0: No, it's true. And, I, Yeah, like
2: I, I know you for a fact. Look at someone last... and think, "Oh, he's, he's full of rage. He's a rage-filled twat." Isn't he?
1: <laughs> you can with some people. You can with some people. Let's yeah. be honest. We we can. You can see it
0: in some people. Usually, as well, I can I can fairly sure the last three times it's because I've been so annoyed at myself for doing something stupid. Like, for example. <laughs> drilling through an electricity cable in the kitchen and knocking out all the electrics. That rage is never... The rage is never misplaced. I don't then suddenly start blaming the cable for being in the wall. It's my fault and I'm the fucking idiot. And I get so angry at myself that I don't know how to kind of hurt myself or like (laughs) make myself feel bad about it. So I'll just punch something. Um, But yeah, I uh, have worked really hard to get those two things out of my out of my way because i think yeah you have to those are those are two horrible ones i'll mention as well quickly because i know you mentioned yours adam um my thing with georgia is that i think from me i would like her to inherit the fact that in the kind of best way possible i don't care what people think i'm happy to march to the beat of my own drum, but do it in a way that is still sociologically acceptable. Because I I mentioned this to Georgia before, I said there's nothing wrong if you want to sometimes go out in stripy leggings, a spotty top, and a furry jacket. None of those clothes match, And and you wear like, you know, bright white trainers. None of those clothes match, but who cares? It doesn't matter who cares. But going too far with that, you can't just go to town in a bikini in the middle of summer because we live in a town and not near the beach. So I said to her, like, there's kind of, there's two sides to it. You have to not care what people think about you enough, but don't do it too much where you just become a complete dickhead. And you know, it looks like you kind of almost doing it for attention type thing. Yeah. Exactly. And then I said to her that, without question, without question, the one thing I want her to get from Sarah is her work ethic and Sarah's ability to like be independently wealthy outside of me, which I, yeah. I, I love that so much about my wife. I, this is going to sound so crazy, but I love the fact that my wife doesn't need me for anything, which now I think a lot of men would struggle with that in, in that in that kind of understanding. But my thinking behind it is she's with me because she wants to be with me. She's not with me because I buy her loads of stuff. She's not with me because of my bank account she has sarah has way more money than i do she's with me because yeah. she loves me that's and that's the simplest way to explain it and i said that to georgia that i don't want you ever to be beholden to anybody i i want you to have your own money now hey that doesn't have to be the most money in the world you know it doesn't have to be but if you can live comfortably by yourself and you're happy to do that you will be fine because if anybody pisses you off you can just say you know what get lost i don't need this Whereas, exactly. as I said yeah. before, some people have kind of been stuck in relationships. So, just quickly, Benny, what would you think yeah. yours would be if Freya could inherit one thing from you, one thing from Blossom? Um, for
2: Blossom, it's absolutely 100% like a, um Organizational sense. So, like Blossom is the most organized person I know, whereas I am like um, a bed of chaos, um, absolutely like <laughs> going again, go, like flitting from one thing to the other. Where Blossom has like lists every day of what she needs to do do throughout the day. You know, I I barely do that at work. Like that's yeah. Oh. You know, that, there know. is
1: something super attractive about a woman who's got a very well laid out like planner, like a weekly oh, yeah. planner.
2: I'm glad I got to Boston before you did, mate.
1: <laughs> well, a woman I dated, uh, she she had, like every week she did journaling, as she called it, where she got like a weekly planner, laid out all the stuff, and then decorated the planner. And mm. I don't know why there was just something that was like, oh wow, that that does it for me. <laughs> that, that that meticulous attention to detail <laughs> combined with creativity, yeah. oh. Man, that's yeah, great! That, that, and I just rely on like my my phone calendar, occasionally having something relevant on it and popping up.
2: <laughs> that, that, that's blossomed through, through there, like yeah, meticulous and creative. Because she does all the crochet stuff as well, and she's a, a genius with a with a crochet hook. Nice uh, true. For me, well, both. I, I've got a couple of things in mind for myself, but both of them are like um, double edged swords. So, like again. Um, maybe not as tight as an asshole like my dad is, but I, I want I, I like Freya to be like responsible, you know, you know, responsible like um with her, um again with money, with with everything in 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 life. And then the other thing that she gets, the other thing I hope she gets from me, but hopefully not too much like me, is the competitiveness of it. Like, it's, like I think I said, like on the very first episode we had, like I want her to strive to be the best she can be at anything that she does, but. Not to the point where I get where I get, um, ragey if uh, things don't go my way. And again, similar to masters, there's um, always rage at oneself rather than the, the people around you. Yeah, because you can, you can always do better. And yeah, you know,
0: I I struggle with that from time to time, as you yeah. all know. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. There we go. Great question, um, Adam. A question from you, please. <laughs> I love the fact you went. Yeah, great question. You were the one who came up with the question. You know, what I I know that's my <laughs> right. question. That's
2: why I said it. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I've got to stretch and pat myself on the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna
1: pull my old man back. Oh, I'm I'm so jealous and angry at all those people who don't have sore backs. It. I'm trying to punch punch a wall. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. I came home early once and found my son. Wearing his sister's ballet recital costume, Ooh. should I tell her? And how do I talk to him about what I saw? Oh, we could do no wages. Yeah, okay. no, ages. no ages. Okay, so it could be like a twenty-eight-year-old son and a six-year-old girl's <laughs> ballet costume.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say if he's seventeen, Trust me, and she's
1: four. I, I'm nearly forty. Like in a few days, I can't fit into my six-year-old daughter's ballet costume. I've tried fair for shits and giggles with her <laughs> <Yeah>. consent, but <laughs>
0: hmm, it's it's one of those. You see, the modern the modern me thinks, just ask. Who cares? Why were you wearing this? Now it might be the case of oh, my God, my son's wearing women's clothes. Oh, my God. Mm. But uh, we've said plenty of times, you know, that I wouldn't care about that. That wouldn't, I wouldn't care if I had a son and he wore women's clothes. I don't care. Are you comfortable? Yes. Right, good. No, go crazy then. You're it's fabulous. a bit odd that it's his sister's thing, but then I guess he maybe would only have... Ac- if he wants to wear that, kind of, you know, those clothes, if he feels more comfortable in, in what would be classically female attire, then... Maybe that fits him, so he would prefer to wear that. You would just have to ask. Can I just ask yeah. why you were wearing it? Not accusingly, just you know, just pose the question as though you're asking, "But what would you like for tea?" or something like that. I guess. <laughs> would really? you
1: like to wear the ballet costume
2: oh. again? <laughs>
1: yeah. See, um, I I see it from a completely negative point of view. Oh, that, really? To me, there would be something inherently creepy. But I I think. <sighs> To explain myself and to justify myself, I do see it as a much older son wearing yeah. a, a younger girl's Yeah, age really, age really matters, doesn't it? That, I, say, a I, I saw it I'm completely opposite. View. I saw it as oh, a young, y- like younger son, a older a sister. Young, oh, in that case, yeah, fucking whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but like like we were joking about, if it was say, for example, a... like. A twelve or thirteen year old boy, any anything from that age up, to me, there is the potential for it to be an inherently sexual thing. Because Screams we deviancy. all know how how creepy and horny teenage boys can be. I was one of them once. Exactly. <laughs> if if, what do you if mean? I think about really hard, I might be able to remember <laughs> being that way <laughs> before the kids came and sapped all of my energy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, to me that that's what I would jump to. It does depend upon the age of the kid. It could be that they're twins, they are exactly the same age and it's just that experimental side of things. But I have it that it's like, oh, he's been a bit creepy and this is mm. like like he spent too much time on on the internet looking at Japanese cartoons and this <laughs> is like something he's picked up from there. That's what my mind would go to. Yeah,
0: The famous old TV show The Boy Ballerina, or whatever it's called. Hey, know.
1: hey, they're, they're, don't give the Japanese ideas. That's They, fair, they, that's come up they don't with need something. any more ideas. They've got plenty exactly. of ideas.
0: Boku no ballerina boy. Yeah. <laughs> i see, I know, you see, I'm, I can wonder if the boy is not comfortable with his parents knowing that he is happier in Classically female attire, the only female attire he can find that fits him, that because maybe he can't go into a shop and buy it, or maybe he's in that stage of, Oh my God, I'm so confused. Why do I feel better when I'm wearing these clothes? Because mm. it's that, it's sometimes that the, the person <clears throat> doing the action feels ashamed, don't they? Even yeah. though it feels yeah. right. Again, I guess with a lot of, you know, sort of homosexual people, that there is that initial oh my God, what I'm doing is wrong, but this is how I feel. How do I combat against this? So maybe he can't, if it's that he wants to wear women's clothes, maybe there's just nowhere else or no others he could get. And it was just, I'm going to put this on because there's I, I have nothing else that I can wear or I can't go into a shop and buy it because I'm embarrassed or, or, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But like we said, age is key here. Age is really key because you would think that if they're sort of 14, 15, you would they think that they better. should just know better. Yeah, I can't like that's my yeah. sister's
1: thing, man. That's the weird. Which to me then leads into oh, there's something. There's some kink at play here. You can't and you can't say these words with that voice. There's, there's some kind of perversion. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that that's what my mind goes to, and I think maybe maybe it's the the uh, the videos I watch on the internet that's that corrupting say, yeah. my mind.
0: <laughs> that's why your uh, mind goes there.
1: But I think the the key thing with this is the other part of the question: should I tell her? God, I don't know. Again, on, if if we go take go it from the two contexts, okay, we've got the context where there's the potential of someone exploring and finding how the person that they are their identity and then we've also got the kink <laughs> side of things so so for each one would you tell her i don't know i'd have to i would have to talk to like, him first put, put from your mind you have to explain like gender fluidity to a 6 year old kid you know ignore that imagine the girl's older old enough to understand that
0: oh my god i really don't know mm. It's just like it's just like
2: um, oh, by the way, little girl, little daughter, I found your brother prancing around in your ballet costume, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, just but just so you know you don't know what the don't know what the details of it, yet are.
1: Ooh, before talking to the son, yeah you want you wanna give a sibling that ammunition uh <laughs> <laughs> like can you can you imagine your sister having that on you? That she knows you wore her ballet costume. You just but wait for know, the but argument that I Then I knew my brought. sister did cocaine
2: in her bedroom, so I can use that against her as well. Yeah, well, I that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Christ, that's how baby, I ended up in this ballet hell.
0: costume. <laughs> Who cares about a ballet costume? Check her nose for devil's dust now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring out the big guns. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I honestly, for I am stumped I, because I don't know if I would tell the daughter or not. Because would, it, I, I, you, I don't know the age, I need. I would need the age because I can't. Because at well, a certain age, do. it doesn't matter if you tell them or not. It's the, I if, if wouldn't tell If the tell daughter's her. five, if the daughter's five <laughs> or six, it, I, no, just that doesn't matter. Yeah, if, if, if it's like a
1: five or six or seven-year-old boy and he's wearing like a girl's ballet costume, fuck it, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, uh, I would, I would certainly wash the costume, but any older than <laughs> I would that, set fire to it. That 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 girl is getting a new ballet costume, and also <laughs> a a special box with a lock to put that in, <laughs> with all her other clothes. Ex- exactly, basically, and like mum's knickers are being hidden away, like because <laughs> there is a potential for perversion. Yeah, and there I would, is. Uh, you know, I <sighs> it's not about me restricting my son from. Identifying himself, you know, finding his identity—it's about that's an inappropriate sexual release, and there are better things to do.
0: That's a good here. point.
1: There's a way. Here, come, come to this bush in the forest where I I hid these escort magazines twenty years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> these copies of Razzle.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: there is. You've got yeah. You've got to mention it to the sun and then if you can get any sense that. There's something there. You have to tell them, like, Okay. There's ways you go about doing this. You can't. Yeah. You, you know. I understand that maybe on this occasion you had you felt like you had no other choice or you couldn't get close to anywhere else, but you just you can't wear your sister's stuff like that. I don't think.
1: No, I and mean, again, to tell know, the girl. It may be a really positive thing that they they actually they realise. Oh, my my dad is comfortable talking to me about yeah. my gender identity. And you then, depending upon your family makeup, if they're quite a liberal thing and they're just like, yeah, whatever, like a lot of teenage kids seem to be, it may be that the daughter just goes, oh, that's cool. Now we both get to wear this type of costume. And she gets a new one and he gets the hand-me-down and they can both just walk around the house in ballet costumes. That's That's mint. That'd be great. Your your kid's getting on with a shared interest in pink leotards. (laughs) That's fine. The sibling's getting on instead of arguing. I'd appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, you're right.
0: Man, that's tough. That was a hard one. That was a hard question.
1: Mm. Hey, we've got to come out with the big guns here on Three Men and their Babies. We can't avoid the hard topics of potential Japanese kinks infiltrating your household. And uh, the perversions affecting your fourteen-year-old son, or them being <laughs> a completely honest exploration of their gender identity—who knows? Who that, knows? That's, that's for you to find out. And then, as, as as we refer back to episodes past, it's up to you whether to stone them and send them to heaven, <laughs> or stone them and send them <laughs> to hell. But that, that's up to you.
0: Oh my God! I think see, we forgot about that after about two weeks, didn't we? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Prancing <laughs> around in your sister's clothes. That's a heaven. That's a heaven. <laughs> that's a heaven. Oh, God. All right, let's get out of there. Okay, there we go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Anything else from you, boys?
1: No, thank you very much for uh, joining us. If uh, re- Referring back to what we were talking about earlier with male suicide, obviously, female suicide is still a thing. If anyone ever does feel that way, just know that you are loved by someone even if you don't know them directly and talk to someone before making any major decisions that affect your life like that.
2: And uh, I have one like final quick aside. Um did I for you two play the Monkey Island games?
1: Yes. Yeah I why is it when Back why is it when
2: babies get really excited they like stand the um previously owned boat salesman put their arms <laughs> and legs
1: so they have no control over their limbs, they just can't <laughs> bend them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they just flail flail. <laughs> All right, there we go. Thank you, everybody. Love you lots. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Love you, Ben.